Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast. My name's Nick Hayes. Hi, I'm Carmen Braidwood. Hello, Carms. We're at it again. We're, we're in the studio together. Yeah, it's good to be back in the studio together again. It is. And you know what? Uh, we've got we've got some talent coming through, some great experts and great commentators. And we're sticking strong with the journalist theme, what it takes, what work in the industry that you can do. And we might even tap into the female representation in media. Hmm. How how's it going? Is it is it improving? Is there uh, a, a, at least a bit of an equalisation of of the diversity that is going on? Hmm. Uh, we do have a very special guest. Her name is Victoria Laurie. She's a journalist. She's a, a broad former broadcaster. And Victoria, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent to have you. I, I want to talk immediately about female representation in the media. We've had Dr. Catherine Shine in uh, a past podcast talk about statistics and the research that she's done. Um, we tend to see, and, and even her words were along the line, it's not because women don't want to, they just get a little bit um, nervous or a little bit, they're a little bit hesitant because sometimes it carries a bit of backlash. Do you see that? Have you seen that in your time as a journalist? And do you see that uh, from the experts and the commentators that have presented in front of you? Yeah, I know Catherine well, and her research is absolutely terrific. And it is spot on that a lot of people think that women are, you know, perhaps women are hesitant to be experts. In fact, what she showed was that lots of women want to come forward, especially if they have expertise, Mm. and particularly in things like retail. I mean, what we discovered with women in media when we actually looked at, you know, who was representing industries, surprisingly, we found that the retail industry had less representation of women experts than, than men. Now, this is an industry that employs a heck of a lot of women Mm. and lots of women who are experts. So... Yeah, it, it, it's there's still quite a way to go, and I mean, we found when we, what we did was we looked at um, eighteen thousand over eighteen thousand news reports, and we went, well, who's talking? Whose voice is it? Mm. Who's writing the story? And then who's the expert? Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting to find that of all the experts quoted, sixty six percent were men. Yep. So majority. And of all the the male uh, of all the authors, that is what we call the byliners, you know, the people with the bylines. Seventy mm-hmm. percent of all, um, oh, sorry, eighty percent of the bylines were by men, and seventy percent um, of quoted sources were from men. So it, it really there is still an in, uh, an imbalance. And the last time we sort of did this little check of of who's represented, and that was back in two thousand and sixteen. Um, it was 10% less. So there has been so an improvement. A bit of improvement. 10%. Yep. 10% up on women's share of bylines. Yep. Mm-hmm. But 
in sport, for example, when we had a look at, you know, the number of sports stories, and by golly, there's a lot of them out there, 82% of all the stories were written by men. Yeah. Now, you know, of course men are really interested in sport, but then so, by goodness, are we yeah. as women. As 50% of the population might suggest that they're actually interested in sport as well. Exactly. So when you sit and look at the TV news um, and you think, well, is this this is a sports uh, this is sports coverage? But why is it I'm seeing male voices, male sports? The answer might be that we still have a male-dominated coverage of sport, mm. and therefore, inevitably, they're more interested. There is a, a weighting, if you like, in favour of male sport over female, and that shouldn't be the case and we're gradually moving we're getting the wonderful you know um women in in afl yep uh fabulous people are wanting to go along they're wanting to hear more of it but Mm. you need more women reporters you do in sport but victoria can i throw a curly one at you then but is it because the commercial viability of let's say men's afl versus women's AFL, it's a new product, relatively new product when you think about it, um, that the commercial element, the advertisers are more interested in the men's game as opposed to the women's game. Is it, Are you seeing that or do you see that as a, a still a beginner, beginning opportunity for that sport, the female uh, AFL, uh, getting to a point where it will get to where the men's game is? I think it will get. I mean, of course it will. It, ten years ago, we weren't talking about women in uh, in football, but we were talking about women in cricket. Yes. And, I mean, if you want to look at the single most saleable uh, hot commodity in the sporting world, it's Sam Kerr. Yeah. It's mm. a woman yep. who represented Australia in the coronation as she walked down the aisle just what was it, a day or so ago, mm. it was Sam Kerr, an Australian woman athlete, probably one of the best in the world. And if then we've got the World Cup here and uh, she'll be flying the colours beautifully for yeah. us and yeah. uh, no better. Uh, she's brilliant. And she's so, not the only one, of course. No, she's not. And they're all flying through. Mm. Absolutely. And so then for you, with the work that you do and the research you do through for women in media and as an organisation, is it especially important to you that women tell women's stories or are we just looking for greater representation uh, in, amongst journalists and reporters? It's a good question. Um, I should explain that Women in Media is this not-for-profit organisation that actually began in Perth, mm-hmm. started in Perth in 2005 and then has gone national. And we now have over 6,000 women who are signed up and subscribe. And the idea is to elevate women in our industry, both women working in the industry, and by that I mean women who are drone jockeys, women behind the camera, women writing the copy, women in advertising, women in writing film copy. I mean, it's a very broad church. It's not just the reporters. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, we really do want to see not just the women behind the um, industry and writing the stories, but women represented. Who is it we go to? to get that expert voice. And wonderfully, in Australia, increasingly we're hearing women's voices. But our research, which was very targeted, shows that we've still got a long way to go. 
Well, you certainly have with those numbers that you're talking about. And uh, MediaNet, the the company that has uh, surveyed over a thousand journalists, the media report for 2023, mm. came up with those exact same numbers. Women are underrepresented when it comes to uh, the broadcasting element, the mm-hmm. print side, the journalist side, but also to as uh, recognising that the PR companies and the experts that put forward uh, there is an underrepresentation from women, yeah. And I think, I, look, I, I, I'm glad to hear that there's been a 10 percent improvement since your last uh, survey. I hope that we're going to see a, a faster and a better number than what that. How long that took to, to mm. just see 10 percent improvement? But I'd, I'd have to say that begs the question: uh, What's going wrong? How do we address that? So you've, you've hinted at one, or we've talked about one, which is the the fear of backlash that seems to be, you know, reserved just for women commentators or even women journalists who put themselves out there, or other women in this industry. So what else are your members telling you is uh, is keeping women from being the voice, or being the storyteller, or being the talent, or the expert? Yeah, it's a good question. I think um, tradition, it's just habitually men have tended to go to men as experts. Mm -hmm. And what we're, and remember that, of course, when you look more broadly in Australian society, when you look, for example, at our parliament, just look at the rise of women voters in recent years and look at the consequence of that. We're now talking about childcare seriously, Mm. and the impact of that on women in general and women in the media. I mean, we have a program, uh, Women in Media runs a program called the Relaunch Project, and it's, we got Google money, and it's specifically to assist women like you and me, Carmen, Mm -hmm. who've who've had to go away and either raise kids or look after elderly people and come back into the industry, which is something men tend not to have to do. It tends Mm. to be the women. Mm. So what we did was we set up this thing called Relaunch. It's 18 women who do a 10-week program. They get to talk to some of the top uh, people in Paramount Plus, uh, Google. They actually learn from the experts what you have to do to get back into the industry. Yeah. Now, that's very targeted for, for, for us, um, and it's really important and really successful. It's a wonderful program, and I could see you know being uh, on the mailing list and, and at times a member of Women in Media, just how the process went. You know, I saw the survey, and then I saw the responsiveness of that program, and, and I think it's so important because my personal experience, and I'm sure the experience of other women who did your survey, was that there wasn't a lot of retraining at work yeah, at all, actually. You know, you kind of got a job and you expected that you knew how to do it. And even if there were weak spots, you didn't really get a lot of training. So it, it sort of stands to reason that if you, for whatever reason leave the industry, it's very hard to expect to get retrained to come back into the industry. And of course, we've got, we've still got problems like uh, maternity leave. I mean, I I talked like, uh, I can remember the conversation I had just a a few months ago with a a woman who said, well, I went on maternity leave, I came back to my commercial station and surprise, surprise, there really wasn't a part-time job for me Mm. and I couldn't work full-time anymore. Now, I've experienced that myself and, in fact, that was one of the reasons I set up Women in Media back in 2005 because I had two little kids and I wanted to network with other women. Mm. And, I mean, at that time, it's a long time ago, (laughs) you know, we had 
blokes going down to the Palace Hotel or the equivalent of, you know, in the old days. Um, and, and men would, you know, they would network and, yeah. and find each other the jobs. So now we got our own back and set up this. We're so going back to the very start. Did you ever think it was going to be this big, 6,000 members and uh, national? No, I didn't. And uh, our national patron uh, came on board just earlier this year. And, I mean, of all the people you would want, it's Ita Butros, and she is now she is our national patron. Oh, and she will be giving the uh, keynote address at our conference in Sydney. Now, this is a woman who's been a pioneer in broadcasting, a pioneer in publishing. And then, so that was her area. But of course, as we know, and as Carmen particularly understands, because you're a practitioner, the media is changing so much. I mean, you've now got the influencer um, Mm. phenomenon, which I don't know a lot about. Um, (laughs) But you also have people like uh, uh, one of our members on the committee in WA is Kate Ferguson. Now, she's Mm. a trained drone jockey who has done work with the ABC up north creating wonderful stories with that level of expertise Mm -hmm. and so at our conference we will be having women who are in the forefront of the next uh, media revolution if you like in the way that Ita was with with her career so I just think it's going to be really exciting. Well, that's it. Does make you wonder who are the women of media these days? You know, they're, they're not necessarily working jobs behind news desks anymore, are they? There's there are freelancers, you yeah. know, and there are many different ways you can engage with the media. You could be a person who is an expert to media and be considered a woman in media. There's. Do you have any data off the top of your head <laughs> that reflects who your members are? Look, our members are are a very broad church, and mm. we we do have a lot of women from. Uh, PR and from communications. Mm -hmm. As we know, governments employ a lot of of women who are experts in communication. Mm -hmm. Of course, in a place like Western Australia, you've got very large companies, many of them headquartered here in the resource sector, and they have very large teams of communications people. So they're they're the sort of people. And then, of course, we have... Um, you know, I mean, last year we had uh, Alison Fan talking to us and Susanna Carr mm. about their careers. Um, so, you know, it, it is a very, very broad church. I love it. I love it. And, and you just mentioned Susanna uh, Carr, who honestly, you know, holding the record for, as a news mm. anchor, um, her and Rick have just led the way. And it's a big part of the reason why Channel 7 is so dominant in, in Western Australia is because of those two. Yeah. yeah. And it's a male-female team uh, running it. It's not a, a, a one-male anchor or, or whatever that might be. It seems to be that radio, though, does tend to sort of be a very dominant male voice. Is, is that something your statistics and your numbers are, are looking at? Look, I am... Um I've talked to people in in the commercial radio sector because there's one channel in particular that just has a heck of a lot of men. If you if you uh, listen, um, and, come on, Victoria, you can name them. You can name them if you well, like. Well, you know, I mean, Six PR has got uh, great people, but m- the voices that you hear on Six PR are mainly those of men, mm. both the talkback people and the people um, on air. Yeah, and, just take and the I'm talk sure back they out. would like more balance. I kn- in fact, I know they do. Just take the talk back out because I, th- I don't necessarily think you can actually uh, 
sort of create that or, or improve that. I mean, it, it might be just who their audience is. Um, they've just signed up Julianne Sprague for the afternoons. Um, Carolee Katzenbarnas does the evenings for finance. Um, but you're right, it's rest of them are blokes. And it's been a while. And yeah. someone like Joe McManus is, uh, you know, a remarkable uh, broadcaster and, and always has been. And remember, someone like Joe has trained you know, hundreds probably of young people. But we should remember that coming out of our journalism training schools are mainly women. Yes. 80% of the journalism students around Australia are women. So then you really have to ask the hard question, why is it that they're emerging, they're really good, they're absolutely terrific, so why the impediments as they go up the you know, career path, do we see so few men at the top? And to your point about audiences, Nick, I, th- I do think that you have to set the tone. If if I'm hearing a very blokey conversation that excludes me in any form, mm. whether it's I walk into a room and I feel, well, I don't want to interrupt them because they're talking about sure, something sure. that they don't mm. w- include me in, then that's why you get kind of the audience that you do and I'm sure commercial TV and radio knows that women have enormous uh, buying power and that's why it surprised us that in the retail sector there wasn't the representation that there should have been. Yeah, I, I hear you. And I, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm not coming to defend the, the commercial <laughs> talkback radio stations by any means. I, I haven't, I'm not paid by any of them, I can assure you. I wish I did get paid by them, <laughs> the amount of time I've spent with them. Mm. But um, I, I've always looked at the talk radio and, and, and come in here at any point, Carms, because I know when your show you would have a lot of talkback callers ring in. I, I don't know whether they're actually strictly um, kept to just male or female. And if it was just the males that were being attracted to it, I, as the listener, uh, and particularly if I was a female listener and didn't like it, I have, I have the choice to change the button. And, and I think that's what scares a lot of the radio stations because they, they're fearful that their audience is going to disappear. So I'll get to my next question there to you, Victoria, is that what can they do to improve hmm. their programming so that more females will come in and listen and, and be a part of it? Because I think that they've played a, a game where they, they've, they've known what they know and they're sticking to it, and they go with it. Is there anything that they can be doing better to take into account and bring in a bigger and wider audience, particularly the female listening audience? I think look around you. Look around at the expertise there is out there and the articulate women that are out there. I mean, just in the sporting field, I would sit and listen to Christine Matthews anytime mm. for her comments yep. on sport, Um I personally don't hear a lot of her, and I'd love to hear more. Yep. I mean, there are some. Inc- I'd love to hear some of the uh, female sportswomen in in WA who are phenomenal and pioneering. You know, from Dockers to Eagles, etc. I mean, surely they have. Uh, they should have a profile. They have an opinion on this very commercial area of, of sport. Um, and you know, I mean, it goes goes for, for for everything. I mean, you've got if if we think we've got a problem in the FIFO area, if we think that and and the West Australian and, and Caitlin Rintoul and mm. a female journalist did cover extremely well the fact of discrimination in uh, FIFO camps. If that's happening, then talk to the FIFO uh, w- women workers. Yep. 
yeah, find out what their lives are about. Mm. It's actually about, yeah, the... The content you create that creates a safe place for women to want to come forward and have a conversation, accepting the fact that they're probably not as used to having that conversation because it has been dominated by other people for a while. Mm. You know, so it does take time to allow for that conversation to to bloom and to kind of grow and mm. to sound right. Now, I do encounter plenty of women who say, "Yeah, I miss hearing you know my voice on the radio." For instance, if I'm having oh, that I conversation, too, yeah, Carmen. obviously, right? <laughs> but they will say, "I." I just felt like, you know, you're like me so I could call you. So that's my first-hand kind of experience. Correct. You know, that's – that's we, we just hear people who make us, you know, feel like we're welcome to call. Yep. But if you hear someone who's kind of always shouting down the opinions of callers, then you start to go, oh, well – I'm not really going to be safe there to try something new, so I'm and, not going to do again, it. And again, I mean, we've just had uh, – well, tomorrow night we're going to have a, um, a budget, um, and that budget is going to be focused on women and families and single mothers. We've just heard yep, all yep. about the importance mm. of empowering them with better money. Raising from the age of 8 to 14, that's a significant move. Precisely. Mm. So these are the voices that we we need to be hearing as an Australian society. It's got to be more diverse, more broad. Um, And we are are moving in that direction. But in fact, our research showed that if it if it grows at the slow pace that it has been, it's going to be another decade before we have parity in both expert voices and bylines. So, Victoria, what then is a a time frame to get to parity that you would be satisfied with? What do do we need to do? I I love the fact that you talked about Jo McManus training 80% females at, uh, well, when she was there and now done by Andrea. Andrea doing an amazing job down there as well. Um, But that's still a generational change, isn't it? It's still a generational way. What, What time frames are you wanting to get to? What time frames would work for you? As soon as possible. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, yeah. It, it, parity, equality. It's it's very important. But how um, can we do and get there quicker? Because well, you, as you say, it could be another five or ten, ten it, years away. It could, away. but you know, to take something like childcare, I'll never forget listening to one of our experts um, who's actually a quite prominent um, commercial uh, TV uh, presenter who told us that she spends $100,000 a year on childcare. $100,000. Now, that's... Who's got that line around? Well, Mm. two kids and, you know. So until we address that, you know, I mean, that individual Mm. admitted, you know, she could afford it and she needed to because she had a high-profile career and she wanted to be out there. And that's only that job that's going to afford you that way through, isn't it? You come back and do a reporter's job Mm. part-time, you're not going to be able to afford the childcare that's going to help you even do the part-time hours. So it's a vicious cycle that um, happens there. There, There's so many examples too and there are on-air jobs um, and I do speak from that lens but I know there are lots of other roles in the media, but on-air jobs just don't exist as part-time in our current Australian media. They just don't. And I was always very fearful and put off having kids because I just thought, well, this is no way I'm going to be able to keep this dream job if I do that. It's Mm. just not going to happen. And that that just wouldn't happen to a bloke. 
And that, and I guess that's the your opposite point. would happen. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is that yeah. they don't have to worry about that. Mm. That's not their well, concern. I, c- I can give you an example. Um, my, uh, I, my co-patron, um, the late Caroline Jones, who's was the first woman to host a current affairs program in Australia, um, and who very sadly died uh, last year. Um, Caroline. Uh, is was a huge supporter of women in media and our co-patron uh, previously. And she said to me, um, I didn't have children. Um, I didn't feel I could do both jobs. Yeah. Mm. And I lived in a world that was surrounded by men. And she added very quickly, and they were wonderful men. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, you can imagine at the ABC, she was supported, they respected her, etc., but she was one for a very long time. She was one. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's it's a different different opportunity, isn't it? It's a different proposition that's been put in front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and if you were looking around, seeing other women doing it, you would have, I would have felt safer. I just would have gone, oh, there's someone who's managing to juggle being a breakfast radio host as well as having young children. But there just weren't other women, you know, a decade older than me who were able to have done it. Yep. And more often than not, they were saying to me, hey, you know, no one's really going to remember that you did a breakfast radio show when you're in your 40s. Why don't you just go and have your kids? <laughs> and look, and I didn't and I don't. And, yeah. You know, I, it was too late in the end. So, you know, those decisions – they do come because of the conversation with that boss who said, oh, I wouldn't have thought you'd want the breakfast radio um, news gig because you've got a boyfriend, haven't you? That was literally the conversation. I said, well, what does the boyfriend have to do with it? <laughs> you know, and because I was travelling to visit him, he assumed that that meant marriage was coming and therefore kids are coming. And can you imagine yeah. anyone saying to the male commentator, look, I noticed you've got a girlfriend, you're going to be a bit preoccupied, mm. I really don't think uh, you're just- going to be able to do the yeah. job mate you and know instead it's like you're going to need more money soon because clearly babies are coming have a better job have this bonus and yeah and I've, I just felt like in in as the young one always because there weren't older women in the industry there are only young women in the industry you're trying to prove yourself all the time can, so can we how do just, you do that let's just nip this one in the back that, that, those conversations aren't being had anymore are they because that, that would be illegal that's illegal yeah. to even say that that was a while ago. I had a conversation, as I say, a few months ago with a woman who went back to work and was presented with an part-time either job. option. No part-time. You know, no yeah. part-time. Mm. So, look, those conversations are really being had. And if they're not being had out in the open, yep. they're being had on the, on the side. So, yeah. There's, there's a long way to go. My colleague, John Solvander, who is a former program director at 6PR, he wrote a blog and a piece that I think, you know, uh, looking at the statistics that where female representation and the lack of diversity, mm. the game, the, the media houses need to improve their game. And I think they've been put on notice, but whether they're doing it quick enough or whether they're doing it with real vigour, uh, I think that, that can be questioned. And uh, I think that that is something that they've got to go away and do so that we do get parity a lot quicker. I find that the female broadcaster and the female expert sound far more, far more uh, sane half the time than some of the male representations, both in the the journalist and also to talkback calls and contributors. They don't quite uh, 
they, they, they seem to be a little bit off in their trees. I think the female is is, is, is far better value than uh, the male. Well, you can say that if you like, Nick. <laughs> well, especially my two company here are killing it and they're actually keeping me to... In in my experience, women tend to be more more prepared. Yep. Mm. Um, that's, that's one thing. It doesn't necessarily mean they're vastly better, but they know by experience, from experience, that they have to walk in there better prepared mm. than most other people in the room because they're starting from behind. Right. Now, you've got a conference coming up uh, later in the year. Who, what, what have we got to look forward to? When is it on and uh, where is it at? We've had uh, – our conferences have been at Bond University in Queensland up until now. We've had uh, three or four. Um, fantastic. Bond's been a wonderful sponsor. We felt we needed to go to Sydney where – you know, the largest cohort of broadcast mm. people are. Um, and so it's uh, early September, 8th and 9th of September. You can go online, womeninmedia.com.au. If you would, if you are in the media uh, and you're a woman and you uh, are interested, uh, go online, sign up, and you can get all the information. Um, I should add that we do have men come along to Hello. our events. Hello. Yeah. And Nick should be coming. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in fact, in, in Western Australia, we often have male students come from um, Catherine Shine and Joe McManus and, mm-hmm. and other uh, courses. Yep. And it's really interesting that they are incredibly interested and respectful and they're keen to come. Yes. Because they're seeing... The media from a different perspective, and yeah. they're fabulous. Yeah, oh, look, and that is, you know, I think when you talk about uh, Catherine, when you talk about uh, Andrea at uh, at uh, ECU, who are doing some amazing thing in the training, and that eighty percent are going through a female. Mm. Um, it's almost uh, are you are you sort of wedging it a little bit too far over there. I mean, you, you there seems to be a lack of diversity in the future of the media if we're moving <laughs> forward. Have I have I just thrown or found and discovered know. a little bit of a something that might be going wrong in the future? Well, of course, many um, in in commercial and ABC uh, TV there are lots of of very talented women, um, and they are you know, creaming it at that level. Um, and I, I'd like to uh, highlight a quite remarkable woman, young woman called Tabarak al Jarud on the ABC, mm-hmm. who we had at a Women in Media event. Um, a young woman uh, who wears headdress is Muslim and she was uh, interviewing Sem- Senator Fatima Payman, who is a in her 20s, representing Western Australia in the federal parliament. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is a woman who came to Australia at age eight and didn't speak English and is now representing us How in federal parliament. Mm. And she was being interviewed. She's a head uh, um, headdress-wearing uh, Muslim woman, interviewed by another ABC reporter, Muslim woman. It was quite wonderful and yeah. said a lot about how far we have come. Yeah, but not enough of it. Yeah. And we'd love to see more of it. Hey, Victoria, we could talk forever. Uh, we've, we've used up all our time. <laughs> um, if people do want to find out more about that conference, how do they do that? They can go to womeninmedia.com.au online, look it up. Uh, the information's all there. They can also um, sign up and they'll get regular 
uh, information about what we do, our various programs. We have scholarships as well. Um, and uh, they'll get all the information. Well done. Wonderful. Keep up the good work because uh, I don't think you're that far from parity at the end of If you uh, keep that uh, energy and motivation going, I think you're uh, you're on your way. Oh, well, look, you know, if it doesn't happen, the audience will just find their women voices elsewhere, won't they? Oh, they will. <laughs> and media houses, you're on notice. You're on notice because if you don't take advantage of this mm. – these these people are big spenders. This is where your advertising dollars should be going through to to the, that target market and yep. audience, not necessarily John Bloggs, who's just come home, had a couple of tinnies, and just got up from the trade. Yeah, g'day. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Victoria. That was really good. That was really insightful, and uh, and good luck with it all. Calm's another good one. I had a really good time. Thank you for listening. Fantastic. And we'll see. We'll speak to you when we speak to another media or another expert. See you next week. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au. Thanks for taking the time.